It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Jay Crawford, Adam the Bull, Garrett Bush, and so many big names, it would take me hours to say all of their names. Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show. Booyah! Booyah. Hey, here we are. It's a casual Wednesday. I mean, it's always a casual day. Tyvis and I are in shorts. I got the much sexier legs, but we'll you know, talk about that. You don't, even look, you don't even have one battle scar on your leg. I don't have a battle. What are you talking about? I had Achilles tear, dude. I can't. I can see. Can't I can see. see, it. I can see I can a little see it. bit. It's like a little fish hook. I tore my Achilles. Look, look, look. What's that? That's a dent from the That's couch. Just, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, don't do that. <laughs> That's nothing. Look like an ACL scar. Yeah, no, no. Bulls just leaning on his leg. Never had anything. No, never had any knee injury. It's already been a feisty day. You want to ask your question? <laughs> yeah, I ask you. I ask you. Go ahead. Ask you want me to ask the chat? Okay. Let yeah. Me. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. Well, first of all, this whole thing started because we were. The debate we were talking about with Deshaun Watson yesterday, we continued a little before They're the show. They're still going, you guys. No, They're and, still going. And, um, anyway, th- we're going to move on from that because at- I think we're all – we've all. Had, it was a great conversation yesterday, but we'll move on from that. But then Tyvis hit us with this question. So the question is this. <laughs> if you had – okay, say you were dating. This could be for male or female, but really I'm talking to the males. If you, <laughs> if you were out dating, right, and you meet a woman – or women, you meet a guy. Yeah. And, you know, before them, they had about three partners that they were intimate with. Body count. You know? Yes, yeah, so a body count of three, is yeah. what we'll call it. And then they decide to this meet you. This is what happens before the show. <laughs> yeah. Right? They meet you, and then they ultimately make the decision that, hey, I'm going to be celibate with you. Yeah. Are you hearing that? That's no. the question. No, <laughs> the no question. but no man, no man is, a woman might listen to that because women, <laughs> you know, don't think with their genitals like men do. Uh, no man is putting up with that nonsense. <laughs> this all started kind of because somebody, I won't say who it was, said that if Deshaun Watson had been celibate, none of this would have happened. It wouldn't have been a problem. I mean, and I was like, what kind of lunatic is celibate? And what do you a, care if somebody wants you to should, make that decision? You should practice abstinence. No. That's it has ridiculous. no impact abstinence. on your life no, whatsoever. Nobody should practice abstinence. You should practice you should, Anybody, I guarantee you, I guarantee, I would bet everything I had that people that don't live together or have sex before they're married have the worst marriages. They're miserable. <laughs> that's, not, that's not true. It's not about, it's it not, is a, everything is not about sex. It's about love. Yeah, love. Sex is part of love. <laughs> it's about and another thing, you don't know your true chemistry with a person until you live with them. And That's a fact. That's, That's true. But you don't have to have. You don't. You don't mean you have to have sex. Yes, you do. You got to know <laughs> if you're sexually compatible with somebody. Are you kidding me? I wonder. It, it's like a study that came out that said, yeah. like, I think it said. I think twelve percent of men that's between that's thirty and under are celibate or abstinent or virgins. All right, enough with the losers <laughs> in the world. Let's move to the winners. The winners are the Cleveland Guardians, kind of. No, not no. really. No, they got not, no not hits. A, not at all. We'll talk about the. They're a winner in the Josh Bell trade somehow. But what if he doesn't pick up his option next year? 
<laughs> they just ate then all they that got money. screwed. And they just ate all then that they money. they got screwed. But that's not going to happen, is it? <laughs> I, I, Unlikely. I would say, yeah. Probably, probably <laughs> I guess not. they felt pretty confident he was going to right, pick it up. Right. All right, but mm. before we get to the trade, the Guardians no hit last night. In fact, tw- oh, we'll get to it in just a second. Go ahead, Earl. you got to hit us with something first. Yeah, good morning to everybody at uh, the Ultimate Cleveland Sports. So a couple things that we need to uh, talk about today. First things first, on... Tonight, actually, Channel 3 is going to be doing a one-hour special called Road to Canton from 7 to 8 p.m. live from Canton, and Jim Donovan will be hosting it. They're going to be talking about the career of Joe Thomas. It's going to be interviews with Joe Thomas, his wife Annie, his high school football coach, and even former teammates. And they'll also have a sit-down with Kevin Stefanski to talk about the Hall of Fame game and the Cleveland Browns training camp. Also today, as a thank you to the uh, members that helped us get to 25,000 subscribers. We're going to give you overtime today for free. And overtime will be our 32 and 32, number 26, Anthony Walker. So that's all the business that we got on that front. Boy, go Very, crazy. No, I'm, I'm not going to go crazy. I mean, it, it's embarrassing. They've been no hit, I think, five times now in the last three years. Was it five or four? That's a shame. Uh, I think it is five. I, I think it's five, five which is you, remarkable. That's how do, you, how do you let that happen and then not address it? By I guess you. I guess one they base tried runner. to address they it. Had, of all, if if you would have guessed the one base runner, you wouldn't have guessed Oscar Gonzalez walk as the <laughs> off base runner. And then he got erased on a double play, so they faced him. How about like you're trying to end the no hitter, and your last two batters are Miles Straw and Cam Gallagher. <laughs> I tweeted last. Night. I wonder if anyone or I wonder if Tito thought about pinch hitting Miles Straw. Oh my God. <laughs> I wish Zach Meisel would have asked him that question again. That would have been the best. But uh, just a pathetic performance. And I'll ask you this, uh, Jason, as someone who's been in the locker room with the Guardians, and I'll ask you, Tyvis, as someone who's been in locker rooms, not with the Guardians, but football. Do you think part of the reason they were so pathetic yesterday is they were demoralized about what happened with the trade deadline? Yes. Yeah, yeah, I do. Yeah. It, it's it's not. I understand why they made the moves that they made. I was yeah. off for the Rosario move. They got nothing for him. Yeah. But I was, you have to clear that spot. I was fine with Savali because you sold at the very peak of his value. You were mm-hmm. never going to get more than what you got mm-hmm. for him. And, Bell, you're just trying to move on from the contract. Yeah. From a player's perspective, you lost one of the clubhouse leaders in Rosario, Correct. your best pitcher in Savali, and, you know, a big thumper, allegedly, in Josh Bell. And you got for a nothing. team that was very much as – we understand it's only because their division sucks, right? But they were very much in contention for their division, and you got nothing for these guys. So I understand what why. What you mean? You got in middle infielders? Not you didn't get any help. You didn't. You Nobody brought is. nothing in to help your team today, right, right now. You know, All, no, the so, league, so so Noah Syndergaard ain't, ain't pitched the other day, but he's a downgrade he from Savali. ERA over seven. <laughs> so on your major me. league roster, you went from and again we all wanted Bell out of here, yes. but. Yes. He'd been a little better the last you know, he, month yeah. or so. No, Fran Mill had to go. But Stop you, it. Don't do on that. Your major, Fran Mill. On your major he, league no, roster, no, no. you went from <laughs> Bell, Rosario, and Savale to Syndergaard and two guys you call up for the minors. Yeah. So so I understand why the clubhouse is upset about it. Like, And they are. Yeah. So, you know, I I think that they're going to – Chris Antonetti has a lot of work to do in smoothing over the clubhouse – because they are still technically in it, <coughs> and you need these guys to stay engaged. If the hope is that McKenzie and Bieber, Quantrill, some combination of these guys could be back in September, we got to make sure that there's something left to play for by September. So you yeah. got to get these guys to hold on to the to the boat oars here, and not just jump overboard. 
Tyvis, unlike baseball, there's rarely a trade in season in football that, that makes a significant difference where mm-hmm. the team would be despondent. I don't know if that ever happened when you were playing. That somebody that was did that ever happen? Did somebody get traded? Not in during season, season? not during season, but before the season, like until, during training camp. No, this was during OTAs. Okay, when I was with the Browns in 2017, when yeah. I had my little cup of tea with the Browns. Yeah, when they traded Demario Davis for Calvin Pryor. What a terrible trade! That was a big hit. It was a big hit yeah. because because if you know Double D which y'all probably don't know him personally, but Double no. D was like the ultimate leader. He was a been great vocal guy, yeah. always tell you exactly how things should go, call yeah. up the team, can speak in front of the team, articulates really well, and gets everybody on the same page, but also knows how to have fun post-practice. So it was just a really good dude. And when they traded him for Calvin Pryor, man, it just you could tell that things was just different. I mean, you're asking Christian Kirk, who everybody loved Kirko. Kirko was really good here, but he wasn't Demario Davis, you know. So when they when they forced him into that leadership, it was a change in that locker room in 2017. And ultimately, you seen what the record ended up being, what it was. I think Calvin Pryor ended up getting into a fight and got kicked off the team. It yeah. was just, Mess. it was horrible. But it was, yeah. But and but baseball is a little bit different because outside of. In football, you got 53 plus 10 or whatever it is, 12 on the practice squad. So you're essentially talking 65, 66 guys. Um, baseball is not that many. Um, and once you let one of those guys go, they're, they are more closer than a football team would be because you interact with these right. guys. It's and, you tra- and you're playing every day. In right. Football, you know. So when you trade one of the your, your leader, um, a guy that's supposed to be a great hitter and all of these people is it looks you look up at the front office like what the heck are we doing yeah. like are y'all trying to lose it's like it looked like y'all trying to tank all of a sudden but there's no point in doing that in baseball yeah. so yeah so in terms of the no hitter it's embarrassing I, you know what are you going to do their lineup is has been bad all year it remains bad they have a lot of moves they have to make but you know Jason are talking about Chris Antonetti's got a find a way to get this team together. I think there's a ton of frustration on this team right now. Yeah. Clearly the way Francona responded to Zach Meisel yesterday or two days ago, I was like, whoa. You know, that that was a sign of frustration on his part. Um, we're so used to... If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. The Guardians doing the right thing and making the smart move. They never and, make mistakes, it feels like. They right. Very but they've made a lot of mistakes in the last year. Yeah. They've made a lot of mistakes, and, and I think there's... It's there's over a year. It goes yeah. back to the inability to make a trade, to swing a you're big right. trade. That's right. Because you're not in this position if you trade for Matt Olson or if you trade for Sean Murphy. Now, That's right. you may not have Gavin Williams here either. So, you know, there's, there's good and bad that comes with that, but their inability you know what? to bundle some of these guys to get a deal done has what is the, the starting point that has trickled down to all of this. You know what, Jason? You say you wouldn't have Gavin Williams, but right now... If, if I could have uh, Matt Olson mm-hmm. instead of Gavin Williams, I'd be happy to do that. Well, I mean, and I know Gavin Williams is going to be a good pitcher, but the Guardians have shown us time and time again 
that they could develop good pitchers. And they've showed us time and time again, they can't develop hitters. And so yeah. Matt Olson is, you know, after the elite, he's like top of the, uh, you got the elite tier, and then he's in that next tier at the top of it. Yeah. Just below elite, maybe even the bottom of elite. That guy would have, to have, to have, to have had him, Naylor, and Ramirez in the middle of the lineup would have made a huge difference. It would have yeah, made everybody absolutely. better. And, and, I, and I don't know. Maybe it was a senior. I, I hear asking. you. But you know the, the, the point is, like, eventually you got, you got to give up something to get something. Well, you know? that, that's the thing. They always protect their future with the guard. The, like I said, they're the only team in Cleveland that protects their future. They're always going to get the prospects and always have somebody that's going to develop and become something later on. Problem is, once they become something, they're not going to pay them and they're going to end up moving on from them. But at some point, it's like, what? when are y'all going to focus on the now? Like, we get that well, you yeah. always want to be a couple of years ahead. But at some point, you as a as a player, I'd be like, I need something now. Right. You know, like Jose, yes. like I just took a deal for you. I need something now. Yeah, Spencer, if I'm Jose, I'm pissed. I'm like, we've been, I, if, I, I saved you a ton of money. If I'm Terry Francona, how much longer does he have? This yeah. could be it. Yeah. This could be it for yeah. Uh You know, listen, he's not having a good season. Uh, he's frustrated. Yeah. There's a lot of fr- – now, I will say, uh, in on its own, the Josh Bell trade was very smart. Sure. Because well, Josh be- Bell is not very good. I thought he'd be pretty good for them. I was wrong. He's not been good. Uh, again, he's been he, he's he's probably played more at a, a serviceable level for the last month or so. But he's not a good player. You didn't want him next year. Mm-hmm. You, you had to take some money back in the Gene Segura contract. They cut him immediately. Yep. So next year, I believe you're saving $10 million next year. But here's the thing, Jason. That's fine and dandy for them. Are they going to use that money to get better? That's what I care about. Now, they got a, a very nice prospect in that deal, but the kid hasn't hit at all in the minors. He's very young. He's 20 years yeah, old. There's a lot of maturity issues And there's a him. long way to go. Like, yeah. if he helps them in three years, you'll be happy. Yeah. Yeah, it's, they're saving $9 million in the deal, according to Zach. Yeah. They, they took on all of Segura's money. Segura had money owed to him next year. That's why I'm he saying. also has a two million dollar buyout. Buyout four, uh, yeah. five. Yeah. yeah. So they're they're eating a lot of money mm-hmm. on this deal, and they mm. already ate six million on Zanino. It's <laughs> right. like every time they go into free agency, we push them and push them and push them, and it doesn't end well. We go back to Swisher and Bourne. It didn't end well. Edwin was okay, yeah. but they moved off the money as quick as they brought it in, and and now with this, who am I missing? Did they have any other big free agent signings? I can't think of any like like they haven't big signed. dollar no not not marginal not in in re- no those are the ones so when they it. go to free like, agency yeah, it blows up in their face yeah but at, you know if we're gonna give them all this credit for being this great front office which they have they been, have been then they got to take a hit they Absolutely. have not done good a Absolutely. good job and Chris said that yesterday on the call yeah. with us after the trade he made it sound like this came together real quick right before six o'clock I mean yeah. that was. Acting like he I was don't understand ready to play. why the Marlins made that trade. Because I mean, not, nobody cares about the Marlins, but they had Garrett Cooper. They ended up spinning him to San yeah. Diego. Yeah, I don't know that. I don't think Josh Bell's any better than Garrett Cooper. My first thought was, why would anyone take? I mean, they got off Segura's money, so it's right. not as big of a financial hit. So they're probably looking at it as, you know, seven million or so. Right, well, and they got out of Garrett <laughs> Cooper's money too. And which then is not next that year, much, maybe but. they can trade him halfway through next year yeah, when the money's who knows. less. Who knows? I don't, I don't know. That's a weird situation, but he's uh, their problem now. Now watch, watch him go down there and. Yeah, I was about to hit. say he go go out there and go crazy. I thought the 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 winners. I hate to say winners and losers because it's stupid. You never know how these trades pan out. But the Texas Rangers, they if you aggressive. look at what they did, they, they were got very aggressive. They and the American League's wide open. Yeah, wide open. I I am yeah. so. I don't think the Yankees going to make the playoffs. By the way, no, I don't think so either. I think the 
the Yankees, the Astros, the Rangers, the Orioles, the Rays, and whoever wins the Central, those five teams are almost definitely in. Yeah. And I, the last spot comes down to the Blue Jays, the Mariners, the Yankees, and the, the Mariners. Made a Do you remember at the beginning of the year that you had the Blue Jays versus the Guardians? Uh, no. Yeah, and I had the Blue Jays beating the Mets in the World Series. Yeah, that that was pretty awful. <laughs> yeah, you... Now the Blue Jays, I think the Blue Jays are probably the best team of the remaining teams. You definitely. So I think they could. It. They'll probably get that last wild card. But I like the way what the Angels did. Kudos yeah. to them for being aggressive. I think we'd all love to see the Angels in the playoffs and see yeah. Otani and yeah. Trout. Absolutely, Trout should be back before the end of the year. The Mariners, yeah, they kind of bought and sold. Yeah. It was a it was a weird trade deadline. They traded their closer, then they acquired, but their close they have another. Uh, what's his name? The, yeah, I know who you're talking uh, about. The Latin guy. Who's, yeah. uh, he's really good. So they, I can find it. Diego, no. Uh, no I can't remember. Diego. But, but um, uh, I can't think of his name. But the, the Mariners traded their closure. You but, and I are the only ones that care. Yeah, yeah, nobody cares. But <laughs> the bottom line is... Uh, I care. The Guardians are like the ninth, 10th best team in the, in the American League. They're 11th right now by record, I think. Yeah, and by run and, differential. And the Twins did nothing. Nothing. Like, the, the Guardians sold, and mm. the Twins did nothing. Twins did nothing. And they're the top two teams. Yankees did nothing. Uh, the Tigers sold only Lorenzen. Yeah. They didn't do much. They got Rodriguez turned down a deal with the Dodgers. Right. And, uh, but the Twins are in first place. I know. And they and did, did nothing. nothing. And nothing. the Guardians are right there. They didn't make a they single sold. move. Yeah, they they didn't make a Pun. single move. It was a it was an interesting. <laughs> Zach, Zach said, if no one wants to win the division, then they just give it to somebody else. Yeah, give it, make an extra wild card spot. For no, somebody I, else that, that would give the Yankees a better chance. So no. I want to see that happen. But uh, yeah, somebody's going to win this division. The question is, will whoever wins this division be over five hundred? Yes. Yes, they better be. Yes, they will be. I yeah. don't know. Eighty-two don't and know. eighty. I mean, it's a two. It's a eighty-two like, it's and really eighty. Really, a two-team race in the, I'm going yes. 83 and 79. Maybe the Tigers will end up winning the division. Who knows? Yeah, right. uh, in terms don't count of, them out. In terms of the Guardians and now where they're at, did, fan frustration, guys. Munoz. Oh, Andres Munoz, yeah. right. Yeah. Fan frustration is at a really high level with the Guardians. Yeah, it should be. And the, and the thing <laughs> is, Guardians' attendance is up this year. It is. And Even though they've been mediocre. Yeah. And attendance is up around baseball. Major League Baseball is on pace for its best attendance in 25 years, which that's is great. They, that's because they put that pitch clock up. There. I think it does. I think that. I think that played the game. Huge. Yeah. The yeah. games being fa- the games averaging 30 less minutes. If they decide, has made a big difference. if they re come back and say they want to cut two innings, it really might go up there. But I don't want yeah. them to do that. No, nah, they won't do that. But uh, I think this was a, a really smart move. But the Guardians' attendance is up. The crowds have been really good for the last month or so. And now, listen, they didn't trade anybody that was great. No. You didn't trade a superstar. The only player that fans are kind of angry about, really, is Savale because you had him for two more years. Now think about that. In April. Yeah, right. I mean, come on. <laughs> yeah. It's Aaron Savale. I yeah. agree. Yeah. I agree. He was, I think he was way overachieving. Uh, all the Guardians pitchers that they've traded in recent years have done nothing anywhere else except for Bauer, and that was brief before he started beating the shit out of women. Uh, allegedly, allegedly. So what, our four pitchers is Gavin, Syndergaard, Allen. Bybee. Bybee. And Bybee. That's the four at the moment. Oh, shoot. And, you know, McKenzie. The, the thing is. Uh, this, is uh, this is because McKenzie got hurt. If McKenzie, well, McKenzie's hurt and, and Bieber's hurt. Got Quantrell, hurt. Quantrell's I think if, hurt, if, if they well, never Quantrell got hurt. Well, sucked, too. He, he, he did. Yeah, but he, he was good last year. He, he was, was fine. If, if McKenzie never got hurt, I think that the Bieber trade probably would have happened. Well, if Bieber well, doesn't get hurt, the Bieber trade happens. But Bieber wasn't pitching. <laughs> <laughs> Bieber wasn't. The bottom line is 
Listen, when you trade for a minor leaguer, you never know it's who, how it's going to pan out. Everybody's nervous because it's the Rays and the Jake Bowers thing. Right. And honestly, the Guardians, young, all these, the hype for these prospects, none of them have really panned out yet. None fair. of them. It's fair. And, and again, for most of them, it's too early to make a final judgment. I think we could say Naylor's panned out. <coughs> we could say Naylor. Josh? Oh, but, Josh. I, thought see, I didn't look at him. I'm thinking, I, I, I'm more thinking of this, this more recent crop. When Naylor has panned out. Was he a top prospect? No. And they got he'd already been in the big league. He when wasn't they got him. top. Oh he, he was I think he was probably a top. But they 10. didn't develop him. I mean, they've made they've helped make him better, but he was already he a was major AAA. leaguer when they he got was him. He's AAA major league right on that. Yeah, I mean, he had played how many games for the Padres? Padres. I don't know how many. Yeah. But I'm talking this this group with Bo Naylor and Freeman Arias. and Rocchio and Arias and Valera. And we've been hearing about all – Quan wasn't – we weren't even hearing about Quan And Brennan. That's a shame. And the, uh, uh, again, not enough of a sample size. Let me make that very clear. I, I, th- I think a lot of Bo Naylor. I think he's going to be a good player. Mm-hmm. However, to this point, of all the prospects that have come up in recent years, the guys having the most success are Nolan Jones and Will Benson for Colorado and Cincinnati. Yeah. And, yeah. and again, Nolan Jones might – Suck. It might just be one decent year. And you can't even say Colorado because if you look at his splits, he's been better on the road. On the road. So, uh, so it's frustrating. And fans are aggravated. And the Guardians. Yandy. Don't forget Yandy. And, y- and no, Yandy. It's a little no, further back. But, yeah, Yandy's an all-star. A lot of people. Yandy's an all-star. that one. And, you know, so now you trade for this prospect. But, fan, like, this guy's a top prospect, right? A lot of the baseball community yes. thinks this kid's going to be really good. Yes. He's going to be the Guardians' first baseman of the future. Naylor's going to be the DH. However, you can't blame fans for saying, I'll see it, you know, I'll believe it when I see it. I'll, if this makes anyone feel better, I was yeah. talking to Zach about it the other night, and yeah. Zach obviously has been covering baseball forever. He said he talked to someone with the Rays who said, we're going to wind up regretting this one. Oh, really? Yeah, like, they're already like, <laughs> Like, yeah, but you know you're you're going for it. It's what you just said. The American right. League's wide open. Savali's yeah. pitching well. He's got a lot of control left. Yeah, Manzardo's not helping you now. He's no. hurt. He's in AAA, and you got Yandy Diaz an All Star. Yeah, they don't need so, him. So you know you you move him for the cost control pitcher with multiple years of control. And, but and it could it, this this is one that could blow up on the Rays. Hundred percent. And Manzardo might end up being really good, but until he is, yes. you, it, you know most fans aren't looking at minor league players and paying attention to that like you and I and Zach are. Right. So the, the average Guardians fan, unless you're a super diehard, and even if you are a super diehard, you're like, I'm sick of waiting for prospects. Right. Yes. Right. I'm sick of man. <laughs> okay, maybe Manzardo's going to be great. But you told me this guy was going to be great, and that guy was going to be great, and we, none of them have we've been. We've been telling people for yes. years they have this unbelievable farm. Right. Yes. They have all these people. They can bundle them and move them and go right. get a power piece. And now – they took one of their best pitchers and added another one to the heap. So I That's get right. the, I understand and, the frustration. And two more. And, I get and, it. And none of they, – they haven't made the big trade to get anything. Correct. And none of these guys to this point have really panned yes, out. I, of this young group, right. Quan looks like a keeper. Everybody else is a question mark. And yep. Quan wasn't one of the top prospects. Right. And he's a, you know, he's a, he is what he is. There's no power there. They have no power profile at all. You, you know, last year we were discussing, can you win this way in baseball no. with, with a lack of power? And the reality is he can't. No. You just can't. You can in the regular season, but it's a hell of a lot harder to win that way in the, in the playoffs. You can't be dead last. In, you can't be as bad <laughs> well, power-wise as they but, are. But last year is the example I'm talking right. about. They were lower half. Right, but they weren't dead they last. They weren't dead last. No. no. But you can win playing Harvey Wallbanger baseball and right. doubles, gaps, and, and 
But here's the thing. Speed on the bases, but you it's can, a lot harder in the playoffs. You could, yes, I agree with you. You can win the way they won last year, but you got to be almost perfect. Yeah. Right? They were great on the bases. So, they were great at getting on base. Their starting pitching was really good. Their bullpen was lights out. Every other part of the game besides power was on point. And that's not been the case this year. Is it? Wasn't the Rays like not good at hitting home runs? Last that's correct. Year? But then this year they like they are. Took, so, so their pace has slowed down. So what happened? So what happened? Like what, did, did some, they change the coaches? There is some sorcery, witchcraft, voodoo going on in Tampa that no one has figured out. <laughs> I'm trying with to the think. pitching and did the they, So did they like have like a, a new hitting coach or something? No, no, I don't think so. I don't know. Wow. No, I don't think so. <laughs> is they on that juice? I don't know the Rays. I'm trying to think if the Rays made any significant additions last year or this past year. No. I don't I think they, so. They get guys that you've never heard of. Right. Harold Ramirez goes down there and plays well. G-Man yes. Choi goes down there it's, and plays it's, well. It's Florida. They, they turned uh, Diaz into an all-star. They, uh, Florida. They don't have, like, one guy with a 30 home runs. A Rosarina. Isn't he How close? is he at? Uh, he's got to be right around there. He's probably the best. But they have a lot of guys with, like, that are going to finish with 18 and 20 and no, 22. No, no. I mean, Josh Lowe's probably going to hit 30. Who? Josh Lowe. Josh, they have Brent. Oh, I, I think it's, you, is it a Josh Lau no, and Brandon Lowe? Brandon, Brandon Lau and Josh, Josh Lowe. Lowe. I thought you said the Josh They just have a lot of guys that can like, What? <laughs> They're not filled with superstars. The problem is right now, the Guardians are bad and boring. That's something I said about the Browns for many years. Yeah. The Browns are not. Or at least I don't expect them to be. I expect the Browns to be not bad and not boring. And I was, for years, I always said, it's bad enough the Browns are bad, but they're also boring. Well, that's what the Guardians are right now. They're bad and they're boring. got to hear some homers, man, to bring it. People paying, and the, the, the attendance is up because of that forty nine ninety nine thing. That standing room thing. It's a great To come a great to every call. game yeah. a month for 50 bucks. Yeah, right. you definitely take that. And I think that a lot of people maximize that. But yeah. you got to give them something to watch, man. Like, And then on top of that, I'm still mad about it not being on YouTube TV when that happens. That I, is annoying. I will tune in. Wait, I know. Man. I'm frustrated because I was going to – I'm thinking about switching to YouTube TV because I want the Sunday you ticket. Got, you ain't getting that. But I can't if, – even if I do it, I can only do it till the end of the baseball season. I got to wait till the end of the baseball season. Yeah. Come on, YouTube TV. That's probably Bally's fault that this whole – You got to sell the rights. Disaster. Switch to uh, T-Mobile and you can get the baseball package for free. That's what I do. Yeah. Oh what? I'm not messing with my phone service. I'm I've had the same phone Wait, service oh, for 20 what, years. What are you using? Like what subscription? Through T-Mobile. I'll, you know what I'm trying to say. Well, it, you have yeah, but you can't watch. But you can't watch the Guardians games in market. Yeah. Oh, I steal everything. Oh. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> what is wrong with him, man? Don't admit this that. This dude is sick, man. Don't admit that. All right. Uh, any final, any, well, listen, I, I still say the Guardians got a lot of work to do this offseason. And, you know, part of the reason we like the Josh Bell trade is because they save money. But again, if they don't use that money to improve the team, it's going to be a problem. I'll tell you what. I think the, the Guardians, I know, listen, it's easy to say, well, they've done a bad job in free agency. They should just go the trade route, development route. But if they're that good, they should be able to get some right in free agency. I think the Guardians have to spend for big for the, uh, you know, spend big on a on a tier one free agent for once. Otani, 
You're going to get him going now. They That's should. a tier look, one free look, agent. Uh, That's <laughs> never happened. No, I know it's That's not. never happened. No, he's, he's not even a tier don't, one. He's, don't turn me up. No. <laughs> Tom is sitting back in this conversation. I got to look at me up. going. Amani Otani, here it goes. <laughs> Listen, Cleveland will be back on the map, baby. Listen. 2024 MLB free agents. Oh. I don't, I'm not even sure who Show the best hate. free agents are. Juan Soto. Juan Soto's a free agent. You like that? You see how I knew that? You do. I keep that. my ears. I'm like an Indian. I keep my ears to the ground. <laughs> <laughs> 2024 free agents. Anybody want Josh Donaldson? No. I'm kidding. He's 41. Now. I'm kidding. Cody Bellinger. Now, no, I take that. I'm, I mean, the Cubs will probably resign. That him. is not a tier one free agent anymore. I, he's not a tier one free agent. You, have you seen what he's done this year? Aaron Judge, yeah. Aaron Judge and Shohei Otani okay. is a tier yeah. one okay. free agent. Okay. Fair. Yeah, uh, tier two. I'm just saying. Tier that's two. tier one. I, to me, tier one is a lot wider than Bellinger just, is better than Josh Bell, but he's not the elite. He's class way better anymore. than Josh Bell. Yeah, but I'm just saying, like, in tiers of where the Man, Guardians need, normally shop, yeah, that would be higher than where they normally yeah, shop. Yeah, what, he got 18, 19 home runs on the season? I take that. Bellinger? Yeah. I take that. Cody Bellinger would be the that? second best player on the Guardians. You see, I knew that. Yeah, Jason, you were texting yes me no. the other day about Bellinger. Cody Bellinger would be the second place, best player on the Guardians. What Hitters. happened to uh, Jimenez? Uh, I remember, yes, I remember sitting on this show. Yeah, and he was telling me that Jimenez will be like this. He's not had a good year. He's been, and I just he hasn't had a good year. He's been I'm still huge. I'm still a buyer in him, but he has not had. Man, a good year. if he has another bad year next year, that contract they're is screwed. Kind of a disaster. They're screwed. Yeah, yeah it's, that's a. Bad you think the Bell contract was bad? Yeah. yeah oh my <laughs> God, I think he'll bounce back. I wonder if he's just putting so much pressure on himself for this contract. Who knows? Stevens. All right. So coming up in a minute, we're going to talk with Mike Sando. Mike writes for the Athletic, of course. One of the one of the, the the now the rituals of the beginning of the football season is Mike Sando reveals his quarterback tiers. Now, what's important is the idiots who don't like who get mad at Mike's list will say Mike, you know, will yell at him. Mike but has nothing to do with Mike this is list. the compiler of yes. the list, and yes. he does an amazing job yes. with it. Yes. However, he has contacts all over the league. It's he does NFL people putting this list together. Yes. So, but we're gonna go for a second, but. So what he does is he interviews 50 NFL coaches and personnel guys, correct? Mm-hmm. And he takes their votes to rank the NFL quarterbacks. So this is about as good a list as you can get. And we're going to talk with Mike in just a minute. Let's go to Earl first. As always, just a family reminder to, to subscribe to the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show. Hit that bell for all the latest alerts. And joining us right now is the athletic senior writer, Mike Sando. Mike, welcome to the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show. How are you? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. Mike, we appreciate you taking the time. And I was just saying, I don't know if you heard, but like whenever somebody makes a list, there's always fans that disagree and they yell and scream. But I said, don't yell at Mike because you're just compiling an amazing list. Of the votes are, yeah. it's not your picks. It's what these coaches right. and personnel guys have yeah. said. Absolutely. So, you know, in my 26 years of covering a league, I've developed a lot of relationships with people. And this year we had eight general managers, 10 head coaches, 15 uh, coordinators, uh, and a mix of others in front offices and coaching staffs uh, go through all of the veteran starting quarterbacks and put them into different tiers. The tiers are ones that I've learned from talking to people in the league, what is it that separates a top-tier quarterback from 
from lesser ones. And so, uh, you know, it's pretty uh, much a market analysis, right, of what the league thinks of the quarterbacks in the league and why, right? We can say the why. Right. Mike, what I think is amazing, I mean, this this article, this column that you put out every year, to me, has become the go-to, like, there's a zillion articles written about the NFL. I mean, that's not a word, actually. It's not a number, but I think there might be. But this is the most important thing I read every year. I always look forward to it. So kudos on that. Uh, I will say, I'm curious about this, because to me, Patrick Mahomes... Is, is even above a tier one. I don't know what you'd call it, but it's it's almost like he should be on his own tier by himself. What do you think of that? You know, I totally agree. I think there's <laughs> degrees within a tier. And, yeah. you know, I was actually, so the way it came out, Patrick Mahomes, 50 out of 50 voters put him in tier one. I was actually kind of happy that one voter put Burrow in tier two. Not that he's not a tier one quarterback, but it just created a little bit of separation there because I think what Mahomes, We lost Mike's audio. Yeah, we try to get this fixed real quick. Okay. Well, that's too bad. Um, <clears throat> we have uh, we didn't have we discussed this on we haven't discussed this at all on the show, right? His, no, we have to. We wait. We were going to do it yesterday, but we wanted to wait because we have Mike on today. Okay. Yeah. Well, he's got Deshaun at eleven. Eleven, yeah. So right, we'll get into that in just a sec. But yeah, and I wanted to ask him about Aaron Rodgers. He's got. They, I was I surprised he, he was so high. I was still. really surprised. <laughs> Why is your because it's Aaron Rodgers? But, but he still. wasn't that good last year, and he's almost forty. You'd so was Tom Brady when he left have... the the Patriots and he won the Super Bowl. He did, but you'd rather Aaron Rodgers had a Jalen Hurts, right? Not he, yeah. but again, yeah, that's that was. But I didn't think one. I didn't think Aaron Rodgers was that bad. I thought his receivers was bad. Last oh year. come on, he, they didn't drop the ball. Did they drop it more than any other team? Yes. If you're that great a quarterback, you <laughs> yeah. should be able to overcome that. I, I'm going to overcome my receivers dropping the ball. But how, where, were they, where, <laughs> were they, Titus, where were they in terms of drops? Do you know where they were in the league, league-wide? Let's find out. Or are you just talking <laughs> out your ass? <laughs> you know, I'll get back to you on that now. <laughs> uh, let's run through well, while Mike fixes the audio yeah. just for um, – just for background. Yeah. So Mahomes obviously is one. Burrow's two. Earl, do we have graphics of this? Or do you want me to just read it? No, oh. we don't have any graphics of it. Uh, I'll I just read the, it real quick. Go ahead. Mahomes is one. Ahead, Burrow was that. two. Josh Allen was three. Aaron Rodgers was four. Justin Herbert yeah, who was no, five. Who's, wait a minute. Who's number one? The Packers. <laughs> Thank you. But, Give me that. Give it back. That's all you okay. need to see. By the way, That's it's 30 it. passes I rest, dropped. I rest That's my case. That's less than two per game. I rest my case. That's less than two per the game. The defense right, we, rests. We got, Mike, we got Mike back. Mike, you hear us? Yeah. I got Mike, okay. Mike we're I arguing got you over. Go ahead. Yeah. I was able to get into your settings on here and, and pick the right microphone, so I think there we're good. Go. Uh, we're arguing over uh, Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. And... Little surprised that he fell as high as or climbed as high as he was. Were you surprised at all that Rodgers was as high as he was? Uh, no. So you have to remember, I've been doing this for 10 years, so I'm talking to these guys all the time. And if you go back to the end of the Mike McCarthy era where their offense just wasn't looking as good, something was wrong, and you had, started to have a lot of people in the media kind of saying Rodgers has lost a step. There were articles about it. <laughs> And I remember when I talked to the people that I used in this survey at that time, they still put him like almost unanimous tier one. They stood by Rodgers. So I thought 
they were going to all stand by him again after this last season in Green Bay. But 20 of them deserted. 20 of them put him in Tier 2. Wow. So he, before this year, in 10 years of doing this, I guess nine previous years, he had gotten 401 out of 408 votes in Tier 1. Like almost no one ever gave him a Tier 2. Wow. Now he gets 20 out of 50 in Tier 2. So there's definitely some questions in people's minds. But I think it's very similar to Brady leaving New England. When he left New England, same thing happened to him. You know, he was sort of tired of the oh, Patriots. Oh, why'd you say that? Tyrus <laughs> is, is the offense over looked here. bad. The offense looked bad, you know, uh, and everyone was writing off. Not everyone, but a lot of people were, like, downgrading Tom Brady. Hey, he's 40, whatever. Yeah. This is when it falls off. And so, you know, Brady went to a really good Tampa team with great weapons mm. and a really good defense, probably probably a little bit better situation than Rodgers is going to, Right. Um, with a proven offensive coach and all of that uh, to where now Rodgers is coming in, uh, you know, with a little bit of the same chip on his shoulder, something to prove. I'm not sure how if it's as good around him, but it's pretty good. He could have a bounce back. Yeah. Are you done? My, yeah. Are you done gloating <laughs> over just there? Said, I'm just saying I'm available for the athletic if they need a good piece. <laughs> uh, I want to talk about Josh Allen. You know, Josh Allen led the yeah. I think he led the league in picks last year. You know, and now that he doesn't have that was his first season without Brian Dayball. You know, does he still look like he's one of them top tier guys? Do you he's on yeah. the front of Madden this year? You know, that curse does play he's a third part. overall in the so, list. So yeah. So he, so Josh Allen is the only guy in ten years of doing this who has been in the survey at least five times and improved every year. And he actually went up a little bit from last year to this year, which was, you know, didn't feel like he had necessarily a better year. What happened was Burrow just went past him anyway. <laughs> like yeah. Burrow went up more. Uh, Josh Allen has really settled in there. I didn't get a ton of concerns on him. I mean, I think. Uh, the addition of Dalton Kincaid is probably really big for him. I, I know that he's made some, you know, waves in camp and the, the podcast that I do every week with Randy Mueller, uh, the football GM, Randy's a huge fan of the Kincaid edition. So I think that will probably help him. Um, you know, you may have some longer term concerns with how much he runs, you know, that, that you can hit a wall physically. I mean, I think Cam Newton did at a certain point. Mm -hmm. Josh Allen's a long way from that happening, but I think ideally he would probably learn when to say when a little bit with his body and with some of the trying to do the spectacular throws. Maybe he got a little too much of that last year, just a little bit. Mike, let's talk about Deshaun Watson, who's uh, obviously a polarizing guy to the fans, to media, probably <laughs> to executives as well. You look at he got one tier one vote, thirty-one tier two votes. 17 tier three and one tier four. He finishes 11th yeah. overall. I, I w if I were voting, I would vote him tier two with the potential to be tier one, but he's got to show it for the first time in three years. Yeah. You write here that uh, only Russell Wilson, Baker Mayfield, and Matthew Stafford suffered greater year-over-year -year drops. What are all these people saying? What's the general census, consensus yeah. about Deshaun Watson and his ability to bounce back this year? The general consensus was he looked shockingly bad last year, but there was a long layoff, so clearly that had to have something to do with it. And then with all of the energy that, that surely was going into 
battling those lawsuits and, and all of that and what was going on in the media, uh, that that probably was a contributing factor to his focus. So I think there's is an expectation that he's not going to be like less of an athlete. I mean, he, he shouldn't, he should be better, but it was bad enough. It looked bad enough that like, I think people want him to prove it. Uh, they're not just, you know, taking it to the bank for sure that he's going to come back and be what he was before. I'm just curious. Do you talk to the same people every year for this or does it ever change? I mean, I know guys oh, change roles yeah, and come and go from the league. <laughs> It's definitely a churn. You know, I think the first year I did it in 2014, I think I only had 26 people because my network wasn't as big. And then we went, shoot, one year we went up to 55 and I finally said, let's bring it down to 50. So I would say there's, uh, you know, I, I would think half of them probably carry over from the last year to the next. But then it, as you get more and more years removed, right, the, it's just a different mix. I try to have a, I, I really am conscious of like, how many people in each position I get, right? I, I'm shooting for, okay, I got eight GMs this year, 10 head coaches, 15 coordinators. And sure, there's probably there's probably five people who've done it all 10 years, something like that, you know, but but there's good there's a good amount, a good mix of turnover. What surprised you this year? Anything? Yeah, so I was a little surprised, like I said, that Rodgers came down as much. I thought they've been so unwavering towards him. I was a little surprised that uh, Stafford didn't fall a little more. Mm -hmm. um, you know, just I thought people might write him off a little more than they did. I was a little surprised that Kirk Cousins moved up some. I was like, what do we have to learn about Kirk Cousins? But, <laughs> you know, they, he did tie an NFL record with eight fourth quarter comeback wins last year. So maybe that helped him just inch up. I thought people would uh, be harsher on Kyler Murray. You know, with all the stuff that has come out and, you know, Patrick Peterson's criticized him, I thought there would be a little bit more of a dumping on him, but I think there was people understanding that it wasn't just him. There's a lot of bad stuff going on in the Arizona organization, and maybe he was one of the better things they had going uh, and for him. So just for those clarity, those are all the guys around Deshaun. Stafford was 10, yeah. Deshaun 11, Kirk Cousins yeah. was 12, and Kyler yeah. Murray was 13. So those are all sort of clumped together. I was surprised, Mike. I was surprised that 11 people, I think it was 11, still voted Russell Wilson, who Tyvis hates. And played I don't with. hate that man. Uh, <laughs> that, voted him a, that voted him a tier two quarterback. And to me, another thing on the list, I, I was surprised, maybe, maybe I'm a little prisoner of the moment, but I was surprised that Lamar Jackson was ahead of Trevor Lawrence, because I would definitely take Trevor Lawrence over Lamar Jackson going forward. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so Lamar's a little bit of a surprise to me because so we would all agree Lamar kind of had a bad year last year, right? I mean, it did, last yeah. year did not help Lamar's standing, right? Correct. Yeah. So, but last year Lamar's average was two point oh oh on the dot. This year he's one point nine four. Like he actually got a tiny bit better. Now, like I said, we have a little different mix huh. of people, so yeah. you know, it's he's essentially was unchanged, and I thought that he might sink a little off last year, but there's an interesting mix of kind of hope and fear for him. The hope is, hey, you know what? They got some receivers now. Uh, they're going to run more of a passing offense. He will have a chance now to show once and for all that he can pass the ball better. But then there's also kind of a fear of like, yeah, but what if he's not as good at it as they hope, right? That what if he really does need it to be set up uh, around the run like it has been? And what if he now is a little bit exposed, right? So 
through those two waves of opinions, I think he just sort of stayed where he was. Yeah. Well, since we're talking about the, all the quarterbacks in the AFC North, I'll, I'll just talk about Kenneth Pickett. What is your thoughts on him? You know, they they went out and yeah. got Allen Robinson. You know, he turned a lot of heads last year towards the end of the season. You know, can they be a playoff team with him at the quarterback position? Is Let me check. Is Mike Tomlin still coaching the team? So, you know, there's more than Kenny Pickett to this thing. I think here's what's the takeaway on Pickett. Uh, like pretty high floor, people are confident that he's going to be a solid starting quarterback, uh, and that he checks a lot of the uh, boxes <laughs> that aren't the boxes that I'm a special traits player, right? So people aren't seeing a ceiling for him uh, of being special and climbing up and threatening tier one. But I do think they feel like he'll be at least be a solid tier three quarterback. Maybe he's an upper tier three quarterback. You know, if you look at upper tier three, lower tier two, Cousins is in that range. Derek Carr's in that range. You know, Jared Goff's in that range. Maybe he can be like that. One guy I'm fascinated about, Mike. Baker. And, well, no, Baker stinks. He's not even <laughs> worth talking about. But um, you rogue. <laughs> is Brock Purdy. He finished as the number yeah. one guy in tier four ahead of Baker. And I saw you. There was one guy that picked him as a tier two quarterback. I thought. He looked fantastic, but it was such a small sample size. Yeah. I know the tendency yeah. is to think, well, you know, it's only a few games. He was a late pick, but, you know, maybe he's the ne- – I'm not saying he's going to be Tom Brady, but maybe he's the next Kirk Cousins, you know, solid yeah. quarterback that was drafted late. Well, I'm curious, especially the guy, who vo- yeah. whoever it was that voted him tier two, thoughts on Brock Purdy. Yeah. Yes, so, you know, the when, when I give these guys their ballots, you, you know, you – I define what the tiers are. And yeah. the definition of tier four is you could be two things. One, not enough information. Like even Mahomes after his first year, he only had one start. A lot of people yeah. just gave him a four. We, we don't have any idea. Right. And then the other thing you could be as a four would be like Ryan Fitzpatrick, right? Hey, we don't really think we want you to start the whole game, whole year, right? You're, you're solid, but you're not really a full year starter. So in the case of Brock Purdy, he got a lot of fours of not enough information. Right. Um, I do think that, uh, you know, just the way he handled the situation and coming onto a good team, playing extremely efficiently, uh, you know, it wasn't too big for him. It wasn't too fast for him. That part impressed the people that leaned towards tier three or the one guy who went to tier two. Uh, the reason a lot of people weren't willing to go there uh, in beyond just the fact that it was a small number of games was you're in an extremely favorable situation with Kyle Shanahan, talent all over on offense, and then you have a very high margin for error because you have a top-five defense. So if you don't have a good game or a good series, it doesn't matter. We'll come back the next drive, and the score is going to be the same, right? We didn't just go, we're not down by 14. And then you would say there's no apparent elite traits, right? And I think, I think as you look at a lot of these guys in the top two tiers – they have something special beyond like, like if the play doesn't go to plan, like Josh Allen might make a better play, right? Right. Pat Mahomes might make a better play. Jalen Hurts might make a better play. Lamar might make a better play. Even Trevor Lawrence, you know, good athlete might make a better play. And when you start getting into some of these mid guys, you know, Jared Goff's not really making a better play. Is Brock Purdy making a better play, right? What, what is the, 
what did he do other than sit in the seat of a Ferrari and drive it competently, right? That's kind of where the people would be that weren't going to give him a lot of credit. Daniel Jones, you've got at 19. Mm-hmm. That seems low given his money, but it seems... All quarterbacks get paid. Yeah, I know. Uh, you know. But but you, you wrote yeah. in there that he made one of the biggest leaps in, in all the tiers. Yeah. Just what do you yeah. think about Daniel? So, somebody, yeah. So I think if if this was Daniel Jones' rookie year and we didn't know anything else about him, I think he would probably come in with a little more optimism, right? Like, hey, that's a pretty good first year. He kind of has to overcome the fact that there was a couple years of not so good, mm-hmm. and then the credit gets distributed to Brian Dayball, right? Yeah. It's like Tua's in this situation too. Like you're in an unusually bad situation to start your career. People kind of the questions people have about you are amplified. And then something dramatically other than you changes, a coach or weaponry or something, and now you don't get the full credit for looking better. And I think that's what happens with Daniel Jones. He has to kind of overcome. It takes more than one year to overcome, and he probably just has to build on it with like, hey, they got some weapons now, year two. Does he make another jump? And if he does, I think you know where you sort of feel he might deserve to be now might be where he is, right, towards the top of tier three or maybe threatening two. Yeah, I think – I think the same thing for two. I think you're right. The only defense I would have of Daniel Jones, even though I don't think he, I, I think he's not that good. But my one defense of him would be, unlike Tua, he has, I, I, you know, Barkley's obviously a great player, but in terms of wide receivers and tight ends, he's had no talent around him. They got hurt last year. They have oh, none. none. Yeah. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely none. So I don't think, you know, people understand, like people give him credit. He's a he's a big guy and he's a really good athlete. I mean, the guy can really run. So he does have that going for him. And that can kind of help you when some of those other things, um, you know, aren't there. But I think he will be judged more this year as a passer because it was really conservative last year. And I think people did understand that that was a function, not just of him. That's a function of what they add on offense. It was nothing. So it's a big year for him. I think it's a big year for him to be able to make a jump. Mike, let me ask you about one of a quarterback that I play with. He's one of the most winningest quarterbacks in NFL history. His name is Jimmy Garoppolo. <laughs> and now that he's with the yeah. Las Vegas Raiders, yeah. he's got Devontae Adams. You know, what is what are they saying about him? What's your thoughts on him in this season? Okay, so you you might appreciate this. Like he's going to be with Josh McDaniels and he knows the McDaniels offense, right? So you might be inclined to think this is a great fit. I'm not saying it's a bad fit, but it could be a fit that asks more of the quarterback than the fit he had in San Francisco, especially for a team that over the last decade is last in the league in defense and special teams. So there's going to be a, just ask Derek Carr. I mean, Derek Carr is a mid quarterback who doesn't win because he doesn't have Jim, what Jimmy G had in San Francisco. And so if you look at the last five years, the 49ers are sixth statistically on defense special teams. The Raiders are 32nd. Hmm. 
The top eight teams the last five years all have winning records. doesn't matter who quarterbacks them. The bottom eight teams all losing records except the team with Rodgers, the team with Mahomes, the team that had Rivers and Herbert, the top-tier quarterbacks. So if we think that Jimmy is probably a high-tier three quarterback, what does it mean for him when you go to a team that is bottom eight in defense and special teams? Mm. It means you don't win like you did in San Francisco. There's no way he's going to win 70% or whatever he did. It's going to be different and harder for him now. Mike, one more quarterback I want to ask you about. Uh, obviously, the Ohio State ties here, Justin Fields. Go Bucks. Uh, you have him yeah. overrated. He's Don't a, do that. Don't do that. Overrated. Don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> you're, you're, you're killing times. You're he sorry. He's overrated. No, he's yeah. not. Mike can only he, run. He has he, no pass. We let Mike talk about Mike, that. Mike knows list he anyway. can't pass. Go ahead, Mike. He's, you got him as a low tier so, three. Well... Okay, so he also came into a terrible situation, right? Bad team, not a lot around him. He's had a couple of coaches, uh, showed for sure that he's he's got the athleticism and can run. I think everybody trusts that he is smart and has the head screwed on straight, like he's he's a worker, he's going to try to get better. Uh, So he's got (laughs) that going for him. Now, I think there's a change in attitude towards a player like him who obviously has issues passing. He's not a good passer yet. Because there has been a path blazed in the last few years, Josh Allen, Jalen Hurts. They're two guys that were really good with their legs and really uh, squared away, like, you know, like with their approach and stuff, they're professionals, and they have grown as passers. And when people didn't think accuracy improves, right? Oh, your accuracy never, if you can't pass it, you can't throw it straight, you'll never be able to. Those guys have shown you can do it. So I think there is more hope now for Justin Fields as they get him a couple weapons um, and he you know, kind of finds his bearing in the league that he can get better in that regard too. doesn't mean he's going to. And if he doesn't, he's going to have a hard time rising in this because yeah. he was rough around the edges you know, with his passing. Where is he rated on that list? He's 20. 20 what do you got? I'm 20. I just had it up. 20. Yeah, let me just so grab it right here. I got it right here. 21. 21 is over. He's overrated by you and Brad Sellers. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> Earl, hey, Mike, you got a question? Please. No, he's just, the one guy. In here, yeah, he's the one guy. Go, hang on. Go ahead, Mike. Go ahead, Mike. I was going to say, he's clearly the guy in Tier 3 who has the ability to go really high. Sure. Of all those guys in Tier 3 because of his ability and he's young. So, Put your anyway. finger down, Tyvis. Go ahead, Earl. <laughs> Hey, Mike, I was just going to ask real quick before we wrapped up, you know, of the rookie quarterbacks that was drafted in the first round, the uh, C.J. Stroud, Anthony Richardson, and uh, Bryce Young, which of those guys can you see possibly being a Tier 4, Tier 3 quarterback next year when this list comes out? Uh, That's a good question. Well, I think they're all going to play a lot. Um, That's really a good question. I think I think C.J. Stroud has it tough because if you look at their schedule and what he's got around them, I kind of like him a lot, but I feel like it's going to be hard for him. Um, maybe you know, maybe it's Bryce Young because of the division that he's in, but I think it's going to be rough out of the gates for the young guys. Maybe Anthony Richardson has an advantage because of his running; he may be able to, uh, you know, kind of stabilize things that way. But I. I think it's hard to come in right away and take the mantle and be expected to just get it all down and produce. 
Mike, great stuff. Great job with the list as always. We appreciate it. Thanks for taking the time. We'll talk to you again soon. Thanks, Mike. Thank you, Mike. Thank you. Uh-huh. As Mike Sando. Guys, we'll get <coughs> we'll switch it up in a second, Earl, but we gotta react a little bit to what he said. First of all, Fields has got a long I'm not saying he can't do it. You just said he was overrated. He, oh, he was how is he overrated if because, he's twenty first? I mean, people were going nuts about him last year as if he'd arrived. On fantasy, yeah. On fantasy. That's the only reason but, they was going nuts. But I was like, he can't pass the ball. Yeah, it's, they dropped his passes. Oh, too. come on. They did. Aaron Rodgers, the pull pack. up the list. Who was second? No team technically drops. The most was 30 on a team. That's less than two per game. Justin Fields got a long way to go as a passer. Yes? Yes. Doesn't every rookie? Oh, he's not a rookie well, anymore. A second year. What is he? What is this year? Three for him? Th- uh, this three for him. Three. How, yeah. many, how many years does Stroud start? Two, right? Two. Yeah, this three. Three. I'm just saying, I'm not convinced he's going to be that good a quarterback. He's a great athlete That's and fine. he can run, but. I, what I, are you I, at? Are you saying, can you win a Super Bowl with Justin Fields? Is that the question? I don't think he can. Well, I mean, it's now, way could he get a lot better if yeah. he does? He's got his but passing. I, you you were screaming overrated yeah. and to me, right? I'm because to I how, felt like fans were going nuts. Maybe it was just Brad. It might have just been Brad. Nobody, yeah, nobody's in here saying that he's up there with Trevor Lawrence or anything yeah, like yeah. that. We just saying that he had a decent year running the ball. Running the ball. Huh. Yes. I mean, he had, he had no weapons. That's fair. So how do so, so how why, do we know? By the way, why did they pay Cole Komet all that money? Because he's the only weapon that he had. Not that good. Uh, let's just react to what he said about Deshaun Watson. Well, not what he said. So Deshaun Watson finishes 11th yep. in this, mm-hmm. and there was a, lar- a a wide variety of, you know, wh- what p- p- he w- he was given votes everywhere from tier one to tier four. If you guys were vote, if you guys had that chart, what would you give him? Tier two. Tier two. Me too. I'd put him in tier two. I think that's where he belongs. I would rather have him than Matthew <laughs> Stafford. I'd put him above Stafford. Ma- I think Matthew Stafford. Because shot. of age and I'd, I'd rather have him, I think him than Dak Prescott. I'd put him above Dak. I don't trust Dak with the ball. I'd probably put him nine. I'm not as big on Trevor Lawrence as everybody else is. Really? I'm very Why high on Trevor that? Lawrence. But I don't know. He I'm just, just – because he, he not do – he don't do all the I, – I think Lamar is a little too high. I think Lamar is high. Lamar, um, listen, Lamar is a – he can be dangerous. If, he, if that passing thing really works – it, it's going to be a long season for a lot. So of you'd have him nine ahead of Stafford and Prescott. I'd have him nine. I'd probably have him nine. I think he's a top ten quarterback. Prescott I, is ahead of Deshaun on that list. Yeah. No. Well, yeah, on this list, yeah. Hurts, Are you kidding me? Hurts at six. Lamar seven. Trevor Lawrence eight. Dak nine. Stafford ten. Deshaun eleven. I don't like that. that, that I mean, hey, listen, it's the, that's what they. Well, see. Stafford is unknown because his the injury, like. He just won a Super Bowl two years ago and played right, great. Right. Yeah, but still, I'd rather have Deshaun. He shot. I, we don't know that he, he shot. He shot. I'm telling you, <laughs> you he, think shot. he shot. He would know. <laughs> I tend to think he shot too. I would agree with you. I would definitely, I would definitely rather have Deshaun than Dak Prescott, and I would rather have him than Stafford, even though, and Stafford. Did. So I agree. I think he's nine. I don't, I don't think you could put him ahead of any of the top eight guys. What was Russell on that list? Uh, Russell Wilson was 16. 16. Okay. Mid-tier three, right in the middle. Where Actually, is Je- where's two. Justin Herbert? Herbert's four. Four. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, uh, Rodgers is four. Five. Herbert's five. Herbert's five. Cool. He's the last tier one. The, only, the tier one quarterbacks in order are Mahomes, Burrow, Allen, Rodgers, and Herbert. Herbert. That's fair. 
I would have Herbert, <laughs> and I like the. I would put Herbert ahead of Rodgers. A lot of people think Herbert's overrated. You know what? You could subscribe to the Athletic for a dollar fifty a month, and you could have this all for yourself. There you go. Jalen Hurts is six. <laughs> I mean, as, as crazy as that list is, I could, I, I might be. All able right, to so be we're all in agreement. Now I'm I, looking for a six. I know job. we did a poll on this, right, Earl? Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.